Shella. And I'm Drew, and together we're arguing about the things that really matter in games. Indeed we are. Mm-hmm. And today's topic is... Robots. Are they uh, going to kill us, and do we frankly deserve it? <laughs> or are they just going to be glorified butlers? Yeah, I, I mean either or. I'm, I'm fine with either of those. They're both cool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this kind of came about because, um, well, we were chatting before the show, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking that lots of movies and TV seem to be preoccupied with robots and AI at the moment. Yeah. I mean, they've always dabbled in it, but there seems to be a lot of stuff at the moment. And um, in in my work, some of the stuff I write about is um, the automation of the motor industry mm-hmm. and the fact that self-driving cars are not something out of Blade Runner anymore. They, nope. you know, they're becoming a reality. They're being tested. In fact, they're being one of the test cities is Bristol City, very near us. Oh right, yeah, um, I did not know that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I guess films are just reflecting that and looking at the sort of fears and paranoias and possibilities that that throws up yeah. um so yeah uh that's good because i was actually in bristol the other month and i had a, <clears throat> a a bad experience with a human taxi driver and i think i would have been better served by a robot <laughs> <laughs> excellent mm. so um yeah so i was like having a think about the show and i was just thinking about the kind of different robots um we get in films and uh tv well, i guess most i was looking at films and sort of the the robot sidekick i suppose there was robbie the robot um what from the the asimov stories which, um, which one to robbie the robot robbie the robot is from oh no what's the name of the film is it forbidden planet was robbie the robot oh yes it might be i, I yeah. have not seen that yeah but he he was like the first kind of benign sort of movie robot mm-hmm. that I remember anyway. Um, and then there was like Silent Running. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of exemplified by that and became the sort of blueprint for like Star Wars and stuff. With Absolutely, Tweety yeah. And Louie and um, Buck Rogers uh, with Tweaky. Yeah, this is, um, this, this is apart from silence of running, this is all stuff that is, you know, just inexcusably sort of passed me by. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I need to see more old sci-fi. Yeah, it's worth, it is definitely worth watching. It's quite interesting, the sort of um, evolution of the movie robot. Yeah. I suppose there was Hal. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of, you know, dealing with the sort of, um, the fears of, I guess, the computer, the growth of the computer. Yeah industry and what that might mean for our future it did Um, sort of predict a lot of current things really well in that 2001 has kind of it it famously has tablet computers and it has mm. what basically look like ipads and then a personal assistant assistant which speaks to you off a screen which is yeah yeah, it's it's quite uh was was quite you know but then it's it is it's you can ask the question is is it is it the fact that the movie is prescient or is it the fact we, that the movie has influenced the scientists and the you know the developers of technology and they're like you know i i want to create the 2001 yeah tech that they have I mean, every yeah. personal mobile phone assistant that is out you can ask uh, to open the pod bay doors and it will do the line from uh, from 2001 
yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's circular, isn't it? That kind of the influence yeah. uh, in that way. Yeah. And then I thought it was quite interesting, just whilst I was thinking about the show, that Star Wars doesn't really deal with AI gone bad or, you know, they have, considering they have so many droids and robots mm-hmm. seem to operate a lot of things in the star wars universe yeah but it's kind of a human versus human dark versus light story yeah i mean it's it's not interested in sort of exploring the the moral and ethical sci-fi parts of it 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 is you know star wars i would say is at its core it's just a story about wizards um yeah but i like the idea that kind of steeped in mythos isn't it and it's well science fantasy really isn't it yeah absolutely uh i do kind of like the idea that you know, in the Star Wars universe, they've kind of outsourced the comic relief role to droids. Nobody has to do that anymore. Nobody yeah. has to define themselves by just being the guy who's, you know, making everyone cheer up. They've done, they've given that to droids now. Yeah, yeah. I did like the way in Rogue One they kind of underline the fact that the droids are neutral because yep. the new droid whose name escapes me... Uh, K2SO. Yeah. That's it. Um was an imperial droid but now he's been reprogrammed or whatever and is on their side in inverted commas yeah. so i thought that was quite interesting yeah uh, yeah again uh, yeah that's something that just really doesn't get touched on in in the, the main series no no yeah so i guess those those side stories give you a chance to look at those kind of little things mm. Yeah, I mean, I bet there's plenty of stories in the extended universe about uh, you know droids going off the rails or, or doing or doing more traditionally sci-fi things like yeah yeah yeah. But um, none of that's canon now, so it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, and then I suppose like in the '80s there was the sort of Terminator Robocop mm-hmm. kind of. Um, scenario which was like the dark future of the sort of judge dread future wasn't it yeah really where the robots take over yeah absolutely and then yeah and then we've come through sort of blade runner and ghost in the shell and at the moment it seems to be concerned with what what does it mean to be human yeah and we're, ex- <laughs> we're exploring that through robots which i mean i think blade runner is the is the one that sort of did that best uh, early on like yeah. What I always notice about watching uh, these new things uh, coming out, Ex Machina and Humans and the, and, and the stuff that's uh, exploring this is, I I always come to the end of those things and think, you know, Blade Runner did this better and yeah. in a much shorter time. Because that, that, that film is fantastic at just sort of raising questions and leaving them hanging there, exploring them like through the, the, the text of the film itself, but it, mm-hmm. it, it leaves it mostly to you to decide, which I think is great. Yeah. Whereas, and oh. so yeah, but uh, the iRobot yeah. um, is, you know, does it brilliantly because it explores all different aspects of yeah um, AI and where it could go. Absolutely. Um, so that's where I thought you were uh, ro- uh, getting uh, Robbie the robot from because the first story in that book is about a robot named Robbie. Oh yeah, the sort of childhood friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, God, I haven't no, read that book in ages. Maybe he got Robbie from Robbie the Robot Forbidden Planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the way around that it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So we've watched some recent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this all started because I watched Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah, was kind of torn about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to to hear what what your opinions on it were. I mean, I watched it um, a couple of years ago, and I've watched it once since, and yeah. uh, I really enjoyed that film. I thought it was uh, very. I mean. I think everyone, the, the thing everyone says about it is how spectacularly sort of great it looks and how well made mm. it is, given that it was on a budget of, I think, about 15 million. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it is a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. And it is gripping. Yep. You know, I sort of... I sort of enjoyed the ride, but um, I was disappointed. In, in the end, I basically uh, just thought it was you know, fembot fetish wrapped up in a bluebeard story. Yeah. Um, and I was a bit disappointed with that because I, yeah, I just, my expectations that it was going to be um, more interesting than that. And I just thought it was just going over sort of old, old tropes. There mm-hmm. was just too much nudity, um, you know, unnecessary nudity. Um, there was, were some racist overtones uh-huh. um, yeah. that really bothered me. You know, the eight, the Japanese sort of um, courtesan robot who never gets to speak and mm. just gets shagged up against a, a pole at one point. Yeah. Um, and there was a really disturbing image of a black woman, um, which I was just really shocked and a gog and a gasp at is there's the sequence where he's looking through the old footage of all the prototypes mm-hmm. and all the women are very attractive and sort of sexualized mostly naked um and there's you know there's the asian one and the blonde one and whatever they go through these prototypes the black woman isn't sexualized be- inferring that black women are just too ugly Mm. you don't even see her face she's slumped over a table um then she just collapses on the floor which to me was an imagery of slavery and then she is literally pulled off screen by her ankles so she's just a piece of meat i just found that disgusting yeah i did i Um, didn't i'll I'll admit i didn't connect that dot at the time uh i mean i think um, a big part of Ex Machina is that it is um, satirizing that sort of attitude. Like Oscar Isaac's character is sort of the ultimate, just terrible tech bro person. He's, yeah. It, but the the thing with the film is that it kind of tries to have its cake and eat it in that it's saying, yeah. oh, "This oh, this is bad. Look what he's doing. It's terrible. This is violence against women, and you know, yeah. race, it's racist. It's sexist. It's it's really horrible. He's a nightmare of a person." But it's always showing you that directly on the screen. It does the long yeah. lingering takes on the of the bodies. It shows you the violence. It lingers on it mm. kind of pornographically in in, in places. Uh, and yeah, yeah it's, it's basically employing the things it thinks that it's railing against. Yeah, precisely. Which is almost worse than just doing it mm. because it thinks it's being clever. Um, I just find that really irritating, sort of arrogance of Alex Garland I read some interviews with him and yeah he just thinks by knowing that this is sexist and I don't Mm. know if anyone's charged the racist thing at him I'm sure they have that's okay that sort of 
Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah, as long as you're aware of it, you you take the time to point out to the viewer that, oh, this yeah. isn't really what we think. Well, yeah. then, okay, it's okay to do whatever you like now. As long as you're aware, it's fine. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, I just was disappointed with it because it's so beautiful, beautiful mm -hmm. and it's so beautifully paced yep. and it's really tense and the performances are fantastic yeah and um you know the design of the robot and all the effects and everything are really great mm. um but yeah i was just like oh that's a shame yeah didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah and and the, the the thing is that kind of all, all of that stuff is kind of separate from the the main sort of idea the main premise of the film which is so so what i what i always think of that film is it's the blade runner void kampf test but mm. drawn out to an entire film which is a really sort of interesting idea to do because uh mm -hmm. you know that the, the idea of uh well it's the the turing test in uh in ex machina rather than the, the void kampf which is slightly different but mm. that stuff is uh it's in the background in blade runner but it's you don't see much of it. You just see the sort of questions and answers. You don't really see how how much it works. It, I thought it was a really interesting idea to sit a human and um, a robot down in a room and just watch them go back and forth, and, yeah. and and try to kind of feel each other out. And when the film is doing that, it does that really well, and it's a big proportion of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it it gets into all these <laughs> like it's sort of he's it start uh, it starts to convince him that he's a robot as well, which I thought was a really yes, that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. because of, um, of course it would. Like you, yeah, if you if you you're speaking to a robot and you can't tell that it's not a human, you've got to start yeah. sort of thinking about yeah. yourself as well, which I thought was yeah, yeah which was one of the. Well, I suppose only because he's in that weird situation and that guy is always playing with his head yeah yeah um, absolutely he's being taken out of the world hasn't he mm -hmm. and then yeah so they're both in this kind of lab really yeah you know all the weird corridors and blank doors and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah that was a really great moment mm -hmm. um so yeah it was it was just a shame that he felt the need to um have the whole fembot kind of mm. thing and then the cupboard with the sort of bodies in was just pure blue beard it was yeah. um and i'm not even sure that the black woman was in the cupboard at all yeah um i yeah i'm not sure i'll have to go back and see but um i have a feeling she wasn't hanging there mm. with the others <laughs> yeah i yeah, I, so. I mean i wonder if that's sort of a conscious choice to portray sort of Oscar Isaac's character as being, you know, racist as well as sexist. But if it is, it's weirdly done because, you know, that's not really the point of the rest of the film. So, no. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to enjoy that yeah. film less now on a rewatch because, yeah, you've, you've pointed all this out to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, because I was enjoying it up until, mm. yeah, that point. But, um... But there we go. So um, I think it, uh, j just to say one more good thing about it, because apparently yeah. you know I'm I'm compelled to defend it. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I think the the twist end, not the twist ending, it, it, the the ending, uh, which I won't spoil, um, is I I think it's really fantastic. It's set up the whole way through, and it is a gut punch. But it, it it's yeah. not a twist that that it's kind of there's a moment where. I can, no, I can't really discuss it without spoiling it, so I won't. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, yeah. Yep. I kind of liked the ending, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it has a bit of a sort of Danny Boyle sort of turn in the third act. It's like, yeah, because you think it's kind of a cerebral sci-fi, and then yeah. it turns into a kind of slasher movie, really. Yeah, but um, but unlike with Sunshine, it doesn't come out of absolutely nowhere. It, it, yeah, yeah. That's, no. Oh, okay, no, this is yeah. this is it's what not, she's been not doing. Not as the whole bad time. as that. No. Yeah, that's doing it a disservice. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just racist and sexist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horribly so. Yes. I haven't seen such a horribly racist film for a long time. Yeah. But um, what else did we watch? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Something jollier. Um, well, we've both seen Humans. Well, uh, yeah. We watched you... episode one of Humans. I watched the pilot and you've seen the whole first series, I understand it. Yeah, yeah. So for people in the States, I don't know if you had humans. It's on Channel Four think, in the UK. I think they. I think it has been sort of aired in America. It's a. It's a co-production with AMC, who did uh, oh, okay. Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead. So, uh, yeah, okay. I, I think it's been. Okay. Yeah, there. and it's based on a Swedish. It is. Um, which I was, yeah. I hadn't heard which about. Is interesting. Yeah, so it'd be quite nice to see that actually, see mm. the original, but um. Yeah, so that's different again because it's not dealing with. Well, it kind of is dealing with what is it is to be human, but it's more about the future that we could be heading to, isn't it? And the sort of social implications of AI or synth. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Where, as they call it. Yes, um, like in Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. yeah, so it's like a family and dealing the different ways they deal with this future or the, their presence mm. what did you think of the pilot episode yeah uh yeah i mean i i'm i'm gonna I, I mean i always say this about every show we talk about but i'm gonna watch more of it um it it's really interesting it, it's really well produced and we were having a sort of conversation before the show where i was I just talking about i'm always kind of skeptical about um channel 4 sci-fi i've never found it to be all that good like they had what's their other sci-fi uh didn't they do utopia and um oh yeah it was this this one i watched which was um i i, I couldn't describe it enough to tell you uh mm. it, it had that guy they do black mirror that's channel 4 isn't it um, okay, yes, fair enough. Alright, that's, uh... Yeah, okay, that undermines my point o- almost completely, in fact. So that's... Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no. But, okay, so it's like... If it can... What do you call it? It swings between... Yeah, it it, seem, it swings between very good, good and... Kind of cheesy and cheaply mediocre. produced. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I, in partnership with amc like there's obviously very high production values on Mm. on humans and it looks really good and it's really well made i'm not yet convinced that it's brilliantly written i thought some of the human characters were a a bit flat and a bit boring and i don't know if that's a deliberate choice Mm. but um yeah there were a couple of characters Mm. who i just thought were a bit broad strokes and didn't really get along with although you know obviously i've got to admit that i've only seen the first i mean how long is the season Eight episodes, I think. Is, yeah, it, is it one of those? Like uh, yeah. So yeah, I've only seen the first eighth of whatever whatever they're trying to go, go, uh, make happen in season one. So mm. they they could yeah. fill out. And... I mean, I saw it when it came out, so quite a while ago. Mm. Like it must be over a year if they've done season two. Um, and they're on three and now. I remember. Oh, have they done season three? As well? I think so. Let me have a look. Wow. Um, but yeah, I do remember. 
I didn't like the family as much as I did the robots. I wanted to be with, or with the synths um, more. You know, I liked their story more. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed the whole of season one. Uh, yeah. It was really gripping. Um, and yeah, one of the fav- my favourite storylines is the old man who has... Because basically the sort of healthcare system now uses synths to live with elderly people and make sure they're eating the right thing and whatnot and there's this mm. old man and his um because at first you you think oh are they in a relationship there's this kind of younger guy this blonde kind of very pretty looking um sort of companion yeah that, w- that was my first sort of read on it as well yeah mm. and um and then it turns out that it's his sort of healthcare companion robe since and but he's really old he's a really old model and mm. the, the healthcare system want to replace him yeah um but they've formed this re- this you know the old man's got this really strong oh that's right because he's got alzheimer's or something and he's he can't remember his life yeah the, the robot can replay his life for him except the robot kind of starts getting it as well yeah yeah <laughs> And it's just such a lovely story. Yeah. I just thought that was a really beautiful, little poignant, kind of sad story. I thought it was lovely. It is really yeah. nice. I was kind of tripped up on it in that sort of nobody else in the world seems seems to have sort of clocked that, okay, this sort of thing can happen. It's like, no, you've mm. got to get your synth replaced. It's just a machine. Go and put it in in, in the you know recycling plant or whatever. And there's no one who's like, well, okay, you've been living with this human-looking thing for five or six mm. years. Obviously, as a human being, you're going to be attached to it. There, there seems to be no facility to get a new model which has the same memories of the old one. Uh, like, they bring in... Um, uh, like the the opening scene of that uh, storyline is uh, his healthcare worker comes to see him and brings along a new model robot who is just the the meanest most horrible looking yeah. robot that you can imagine. It's uh, it's um, Rebecca Front dre- yeah, dressed up like in full nurse ratchet sort of yeah terrifying you know matron uh, outfit yeah. and. Th- I found it sort of difficult to believe that the, you know, whatever the, the analogue of the NHS is, which is a, you know, an organisation based around caring for people, would be like, okay, this is the one we want. We, we, yeah. It, yeah. It, but, I, I mean, it's really nice. I just wish it had been set up in a way that didn't make me go, okay, they, they've sort of... And again, I don't know if it's a deliberate choice whether they're trying to portray humans as not having as much humanity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they are, aren't they? Because, mm. you know, all the humans are all out on the streets. I can't remember what their slogan is. And the teenage girl is, you know, very pro this movement, which is, you know, human lives matter or whatever it is. I mean, I don't think um, that, that that bit hasn't come up yet for me. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so sort of society's politicised <laughs> because everyone's worried about losing their jobs to the flipping robot yeah is it god is it really human lives matter i can't remember <laughs> i can't remember no, I, um, it was it was obviously way before um yeah no, it's something catchier than that fair, i can't remember fair enough. It, it was way before black Lives yeah matter, but um yeah because what's it um deus ex got into mm. trouble for that didn't it, it did <laughs> yeah so um 
Yeah, so I think there's lots of there's lots of interesting things in there. I think the characters are really uh really interesting in the way their relationships develop and yeah, the yeah, the different stories. I like the fact that there are little different stories about you know, how some people are really set against the synths and other people really depend on them and you know how society's kind of trying to sort of feel its way mm. um through this tech and what it means and stuff i thought it was interesting yeah it d- i also sorry uh, i would say it does feel a lot like a sort of i don't know how much the the different stories uh, end up crossing over and running into each other but it does kind of feel like uh you know three or four black mirror episodes about the same thing uh mm. you know played back uh, played alongside each other so it feels like it could be an anthology of short stories r- mm. rather than this one continuous thing i mean obviously i can see why they've they've gone to do it that way yeah but, uh, yeah mm. um yeah i think they pretty much they do cro- end up crossing over mm. and stuff so yeah it's interesting and it also the tv show um before it aired had the best arguably the best tv ad for a show ever because i was just watching i don't know channel 4 news probably and um this advert came on um and it was like you know when it's an advert for like britta water filters or something yeah it's all these kind of like it's like this sort of swedish house and everything's white and clean lines and everything it was like it was that and it was this family and there was this voiceover and um you know about this kind of this system to help your family and all this sort of like very warm voice and then this weird sort of like synthware kind of logo came up and a website address and I was like what on earth was that an advert for so I googled it and it was for humans it was an advert but it really really felt like an advert for a product yeah, or a it. service or something yeah it was really clever I'm gonna look out for that I'm gonna find that on YouTube I think that yeah really good. yeah <laughs> it was mm. really good but um, so yeah, so Westworld. I haven't managed to see Westworld no. um, TV show because it's on some some channel I don't have. Yep. So, and um, how does that deal with it? Is it a still a robots gone bad thing? Because that was the original, the pre- premise of the original. I, film. No, I mean it's I, I, it's it's kind of doing the same thing. It's um, it, like full disclosure. I've, again, I've only seen sort of half the series. I didn't end up finishing that. But um, it's, so the premise is, you know, theme park robots, but I haven't seen the original, so I don't know what what happened Mm. with that one, but in this it's Mm. them discovering their humanity, like, Okay. You know, very slowly they they stop. It's it's done in kind of a different way. They they are reset every time the the park resets and goes for a new, you know for a new uh, round new round of guests. It's a bit like Dollhouse kind of. Yes, very much so. Uh, and they start to um, remember their previous pre- previous exist existences, and they develop real you know sort of emotional responses to that sort of thing. And uh, that starts coming through on the new loops, and I'd love to be able to tell you where that goes and what they actually explore with it. But yeah. it, I got up to the fifth or sixth episode, episode, and it hadn't really, okay. you know, it hadn't really shown. Well, not not that it hadn't grabbed me. I, I was enjoying it. Uh, it just kind of hadn't um, gotten to the point. If you know okay. what I mean, it's it shown its hand, kind of thing. Oh, exactly. It's it's a very sort of slow burn. It's a very mm. long ride to get there, 
And mm -hmm. uh, I remember when we discussed it before, I said it's like Red Dead Redemption. It's a world that I'm happy to ride slowly through. I like into that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's to do with ro the robots aspect of it or the Western aspect of it. But <laughs> after about five or six episodes, I was thinking, okay, I'm not prepared to ride this slowly through it. I, I needed oh, to pick really? up a little bit. But, oh, so you thought the pacing was a little bit... Too yeah, it, it goes on a little bit, and um, okay. I don't think all of the stuff that it says is necessary to say. Uh, do you think that it's that old pressure of the American TV system needing, what's it, 20 episodes or something? Well, it, it, it's... Um, Sometimes means there's padding. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think they're starting to get beyond that now. Miniseries are, are, are the order of the order of the day now. And I think okay. that's what Westworld is. I think it's only ten episodes. It's not. Uh, oh, okay. But they, yeah, but they I are think an hour A lot long. of American shows did suffer from that. That. Yeah, absolutely. They needed so many episodes that there was bound to be some padding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, e even twenty-four doesn't do twenty-four episodes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like the last two series have all been twelve episodes. And, yeah. Okay. It's like we can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, okay, yeah, I'd really like to see it because I do like slow burn mm -hmm. things. Yeah, so, I mean, I uh, recommend Westworld. I don't recommend just not do it, uh, not no, seeing it because on that basis, yeah. no. It's it, it's something to try out and you know, yeah, just just know in advance that it's going to take a while to get where it's going. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. cool. Um, and last night I watched Robot and Frank. Yeah, um, this was something that I'd never heard of until you mentioned it before the show. I'm surprised this is this has escaped me. Well, so yeah, how does that go? Yeah, because um, it came out sort of a similar time as Ex Machina. Mm -hmm. cause that came out a while ago now, didn't it? Uh, 2015, I think. Oh, okay. So it's a few years before that then. Um, so yeah, Robot and Frank. I suppose I think it's probably an indie film quite low budget but it has a really good cast yeah um it has susan sarandon in it mm -hmm. um what's her name arwen from lord of the rings oh um liv tyler yeah, yeah. Liv tyler and um James the Marsden. guy who plays yeah who plays cyclops in the x-men films and, and then um the senior scars guard <laughs> um peter scar Sar Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, it's basically it's like the story of the old man and the robot in humans, mm -hmm. um, except he doesn't want this robot. Um, he's he's also got some sort of form of dementia or memory issues, um, and his kids are worried about him, and you know they they live quite far away from him, and so the son buys him a robot, a sort of a health and well-being robot or whatever they're called um and the daughter is very against um robots and you know that we should, shouldn't rely on them and everything she's mm -hmm. like going around turkistan or something taking photos of poor children and yeah sort of <laughs> being that sort of um eat pray love kind of annoying there's always one isn't there <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she's that and so she sort of objects to her brother buying this robot for her father but anyway um there's like a real twist because you think it's just going to be a sort of driving miss daisy kind of mm -hmm. um situation where he's like oh you know there's 
bloody robot grr, and then they grow to love each other or whatever mm-hmm. um but it doesn't it has a real twist to it um and it, i think it would be a shame to tell you what the twist is but um it turns into a bit of a comedy um so it's like a sort of comedy drama science science fiction comedy drama <laughs> i mean that that um, sounds right up my street yeah, it's just like, how many of those do you get? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely, not many. And it's, yeah, it's really, um, it's really lovely, and it kind of, um, what does it explore in terms of, yeah, it, it's not really exploring, you know, what does it mean to be human? I think it's just exploring our ability to have relationships with things, even if they're not human, mm. and, um yeah, it's quite interesting. It's a really, really lovely film. I uh, really enjoyed it. It's on Netflix at the moment. Yeah. Is that, so. oh, fair enough. I might. That might be my yeah. afternoon. Yeah, I recommend it. Give it. Watch it. I watched it with Dave, and Dave doesn't like sort of harrowing no. movies. Um, and he watched Ex Machina and said, you know, that was at his absolute limit because he doesn't do horror. Yeah, yeah. At all. I mean, but, that is a harrowing he one. Sci-fi. <laughs> so he's drawn in by the sci-fi, and he's like, yeah, it was a little bit too harrowing for me. It's mm. like at my limit. And then robot. And Frank, he can't do sort of sad or drama or anything like that because he kind of lives the film. And so he's like, oh, God, this is going to be sad, isn't it? Oh, God, I just, it's going to have a really sad ending. I can't take it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a sort of bittersweet, um, yeah, which is really unusual for a sci-fi. Yeah, really mm. enjoyed it. Um and that's where we are with robots at the moment. Yeah. So I suppose we haven't talked about games at all. No, we haven't. With robots. Um, we could sort of touch on that, I suppose. We could. Uh, uh, they don't really seem to touch on robots thematically at all. I suppose De- Deus Ex is the one that's doing that, isn't it? I mean, it, um, I think that's more about transhumanism than, than it is, robots, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, the, um, the 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 one example that comes to mind is uh, David Cage's next piece. We, you know, go, yeah. to go back to David Cage again, we do love to on this show. Uh, yeah. Detroit Become Human seems to be very much um, uh, exploring that. the idea, you, you know, the boundaries between uh, being human and being a robot. It's called Detroit Become Human. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's... It, if it was anyone but David Cage writing it, I'd 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 be really interested to see see what see where yeah, that goes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have no trust in that guy anymore. No, exactly. Um, yeah, it does look like it's kind of doing the kind of sort of social impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it looks like it's doing. Yeah. <laughs> it could do anything because <laughs> it's David Cage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like halfway through, it could turn it turn out that they're not robots but aliens. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything could happen. It could have a Danny Boyle moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I mean, it is I sort suppose... of weird that um, games don't explore that in in more detail because you know the. Uh, Designing a game with NPC characters in it is at, about as close as we get at the moment to designing AI robots to interact with. And yeah. It, it, it's a topic that you'd think would be at the forefront of more game designers' minds. 
exactly. Yeah, it's it is. It's really weird. I mean, I suppose the closest thing is Seaman, the Dreamcast game. Okay. Um, I... but that was more just using the AI to. It would have been interesting if it was a robot. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, it was like sort of evolving sea man. He was almost like a sea monkey yeah. that you kind of um, grow. It's a fantastic game. Oh, um, so it's so, so sort of like an advanced Tamagotchi. Uh, yeah, but you have conversations with him, and it appears oh. as if you are conversing with sea man. It's very clever. I see. It's a really, really great game. Yeah, you kind of. It's kind of spooky because it feels they really give the illusion that he's. You know, he asks you questions and then responds to your response. Mm. And yeah, it's um, yeah, really clever. Mm. And um, the other one I thought of was the first three four three Halo game. I don't know if you played that. Uh, that was uh, what Halo Four. Yeah. I played uh, the, the first bit of it. And um, the AI in that is dying, isn't she? Uh, Cortana, yeah. Yeah, um, and so it kind of touches on it a little bit, but it doesn't really explore it um, mm. fully. But um, yeah, that's the only one I can think of really that. Um, I mean, feel free, dear listeners, to yeah, I, I'm sure um, there must alert be more us yeah. to stuff that deals with AI and um, robots yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that someone can put a comment on the YouTube video or something and I'll just you know we'll, we'll smack our foreheads go, and go, oh yeah, yeah of just course. Go, oh my god how did we forget <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah it's it's weird that they games don't really seem to do that as far as we can remember massive caveat <laughs> yeah there, there was a um Peter Molyneux was uh when the Connect came out there was that I can't remember what it was called but it was basically a like I think it was a virtual sort of child it was a virtual boy and you, you oh, would yeah. interact with it and you could reach out and it would reach out and touch your hand or whatever it was yeah what was that called oh, uh, yeah vir- virtual yeah. boy it, it was on the virtual boy and uh, yeah no <laughs> it, was, it was not like on the virtual CEO boy or something like that yeah that was it it was yeah and like, like sort of like all old peter mall new project it didn't really come to much um, yeah, because that looked really exciting. But um, I mean, yeah, it did. I, it, I like I like the fact that he he thinks big. Yeah. He doesn't always deliver, but someone's got to have these crazy ideas. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think even when that was announced, people thought, okay, that that just sounds like a tech demo rather than an actual product yeah. that you'd want to be in, you'd want to buy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, it would be like a, a sort of add-on thing. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't actually buy it. And I, I remember a long time ago there was a, a fembot thing. It was a Japanese <laughs> thing. I remember there was a website. Um, it was like a video game kind of demo thing, and it was this very pretty uh, sort of Japanese robot girl mm-hmm. lying in her sort of pod. Yeah. And I think you were supposed to be able to wake her up and speak to her and stuff. I cannot remember the life of me what that I, was. I mean, was I think I think there's multiple sort of versions of that. And I've definitely seen sort of plenty of news reports and, and stuff like that about, you know, uh, Japanese android-looking things which can speak back mm. to you. And they... Mm. they you know, inevitably look like, you know, attractive women. They always do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Even their actual robots, they build. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, like if you go into like car manufacturing uh, facilities in in, in Japan, there it, it's all very pretty women with massive yeah, arms. Just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's interesting um, to see if games will. Because we were saying before the show, it's basically the new zombies yeah, in film absolutely. and TV. Yeah, like everything is about ro- robots and AI. So um, you know, and games obviously because they take so long to make can't react as quickly to sort of these cu- cultural touchstones so i wonder if there'll be some ai kind of um themes coming through some mm. themes with robots i don't know or whether they think oh it's boring to make robots because yeah. Yeah. yeah making robot a- ai is really easy <laughs> Well, I mean, we're trying to make humans. I think I think they made uh, you know um, zombie games for sort of three or four years after that fad died away. So I think I think we'll yeah. get plenty of them. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, because I think it'd be really interesting. I think we could do some really interesting things. Mm. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Like even like a thing like her story. I don't know if you played that. I did. Um, I think. Yeah. No, we didn't do an episode been... on it, did we? Uh, no. Yeah. Because um, that would have been interesting. You know, because so you could do the sort of Void Camp test type game. Yeah, that, that would be an interesting follow up to her story, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the the scope. Yeah. People. <laughs> but, um, there we are, robots. Robots. That's what they're about. We've solved that little conundrum. Exactly. I think. Yeah. They're coming. <laughs> they're coming, and I think <laughs> they probably will kill us. And I think it'll probably yeah. be our own fault. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably Hooray. a good thing, looking how this year's shaping up at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Luckily, NASA's found 3D planets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're going to so. start running us up there next, you know, Wednesday. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, um, until next time, Drew. Yeah, uh, don't forget... Um, oh, yes. Yeah, you, oh. did you forget... I said, don't forget. I did. Uh, yeah. Um, you can uh, get in contact with us through, oh gosh, all sorts. You can uh, comment on our YouTube video. You can visit our page uh, on uh, gameindustry.com. Um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. ITunes. Yeah, absolutely. All of those. Um, Chat to me at Shella Ravenan on Twitter. Yeah, and me nowhere. Um, yeah, so please do. Please get in touch. We always enjoy hearing your thoughts. Yeah. Give us a thumbs up, likes. um, Recommend us to our friends. Yep. Yeah. It really helps. It does. Um, There we go. Are we doing it now? Are we we doing what now? Doing the end. Oh, yeah. Let's let's do the (laughs) end. I did my premature ending, and I just want to be sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's where we usually end it, isn't it? After the thing. It 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 would be weird if we went on to another topic now. I know, it's my fault. So, um, on that note, until next time, Drew. Cheerio.